You're listening to Process with Broads and D-Ray. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Processed. And we had a little bit of a funky week this week when it comes to uploading because uh, there are some other issues going on in the world that are way more serious than talking some basketball. So, you know, it, it's just a, it's a crazy time right now. I'm very emotional about it. I, I am, uh, whew, it's all over the place for me, really. I, I don't know how to feel. It's almost like I'm overwhelmed and shocked by it, but... We need to do something, and there is a message that needs to be heard, so I support all of it. There has to be a change, and it seems like we are headed in the right direction when it comes to these protests, so that is the start, and hopefully it only goes up from here, D-Ray. Yeah, man. Yeah, like you said, it's been a lot. This is has been a problem that's been going on for a very, very, very long time, Um I'm not going to say I hate to say it, but the truth is I think if we had things to distract ourselves, like sports and and like other events, it wouldn't be getting the attention that it is. So I hate to say it, but I'm actually happy that we're in the position we're in because that's how real change is going to happen with everybody kind of focusing on this problem and making sure that this this doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? It's just, it gets to a point where it's it's gotten to a point time and time again, but now more than ever, it's just like, all right, this it has to stop. You know, this shit has to stop. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud, like you are, of all the, uh, the the protesters and the positive change. Anybody that disagrees with me, look at how America got started. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Sometimes that's what it takes for change. But this this is a change in the right direction. Protecting human lives is always a change in the right direction. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and I love the fact that you brought up the no sports thing because that is super important in, in this yeah. Without sports being on TV, there is no escape. There is no going in another direction. This is important. And you got to deal with it. Yeah, you have to deal with it. It's on all the outlets. It's always being shown. There's something going on every single night. And that is super powerful to not be sidetracked or looking in another direction. This is the message. You need to hear it. There needs to be a way to develop as society and get over the police brutality and, and take a big step when it comes to racism. Facts. Facts. Like you said, it's not, and obviously this is not going to change everybody's mind. You know what I mean? It's not about changing the mind. Uh, everybody out there thinking this is about changing the way people think. I'm not saying that that's not the, the, the eventual point, but this is about changing the laws that allow people to just operate with impunity. Like, like I said, it's about human life. It's not about, you know, white or black or blue lives matter or anything like that. Like it's about, people's lives no doubt on and i really i loved seeing tobias harris malcolm yeah. jenkins all, yeah. all the professional Daniel athletes even, even looking with the celtics right i mean we hate the celtics oh i can't stand the green but you you read up on what Jalen brown was doing the, the yeah. powerful message that they were sending i believe he went from uh his hometown to georgia he went down to atlanta he went down to, he went he drove down to atlanta yeah absolutely and it, it's just remarkable to see people stepping up these pro athletes and once again it goes back to not having sports if they were playing they would be preparing for an NBA finals game or an NBA postseason game and those pro athletes that we all look up to they wouldn't have the chance to be able to do what they were doing throughout this time exactly exactly it's like I said it's, it's kind of a blessing in disguise I think this is the first time that anybody has thanked COVID but with everything being shut down with it being no escape from this like you said you have to hone in on this problem. And I love it. I, I love the athletes that are, you know, out there protesting and walking, like you said, the Tobias Harris, the Michael Jenkins, the uh, Damian Lillers of the world. But I also appreciate the ones that are doing their work behind the scenes and 
everybody pulling in the right direction is something. You know, I, I seen a tweet yesterday saying it was like some people are donating silence. Some people are on the front line. Some people are organizing uh, companies and things like that. Some people are educating their friends who aren't educated on the matter. It's like as long as everybody's going in the right direction, I'm for it. And it does seem like there are a lot of people headed in the right direction, and that is super exciting to see because the yeah. support is crazy. And you actually went down to Philly for, um, what, the first couple of days? Yeah, the first and second day. So the first day, you know, when everybody gathered at the Art Museum steps was there early on, and then the day that it's a picture of, like, everybody kneeling in front of the Frank Rizzo statue. And that was, to me, that's how new progress was getting made. The fact that you see a lot of these figures of, they, I'm not going to say didn't, you know, embody anything, but for a lot of people, they embodied hate being taken down. And uh, the following morning after that protest, peacefully, you know, in front of the Frank Rizzo statue, they cut off more of City Hall, but they removed that. And that, that to me, it's like, those are the those are the little victories, the little victories. You know, that that's winning the quarter. That's, you know, winning the half. Like, those are the little victories. Obviously, this is a long battle, but those are the little things that it's like, all right, this is tangibly going in the right direction. It takes a lot for me to dive into the news. I'm not like a news person where I'm going to sit down and watch coverage every single night or this or that, especially when sports are on. But I will tell you what. I don't think news left my TV for the last seven, eight days. I'm I'm watching yeah. it to the point where it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm in the basement and I'll fall asleep and wake up and the TV will still be on. And, and I'm watching like the coverage of Seattle, Los Angeles, the West Coast places that were still protesting during that time. And I can't keep my eyes off because I think it's just super special what everybody is doing to the point where they want their voices heard. Everybody wants this heard. They will not stop. And I just admire uh, everyone that goes out there every single night. Every single night will not stop with all the signs. Every night standing in front of the police at the White House, going up against a bunch of different uh, cops, security guards, and the military every single night to make sure that message is heard. No, nah, man, it's major. It's major. Like it's huge. Like I said, as long as everybody's pulling in the right direction, it's been, it's been crazy. It's a lot. Like this is obviously, I feel like it's so much like tension and it just kind of built up aggression on every end. But if this is what progress looks like, like I said, I'm for it, man. I'm for it. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. I have not turned on mainstream news. I have not turned on the scene. I've tried to. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll stick. A, I'll stick away from like. The, the CNN and Fox of the world, it's yeah. just two extreme yeah, versions yeah, yeah. of the news. Yeah, I, I yeah. do not like to, but, you know, the, the local stuff, and don't get me yeah. wrong, there are times where I flip to it just to see outside of Philly coverage. Just, it's more, honestly, because they're both so extreme, it's almost mm-hmm. like I'm just, if those are on my TV, it's more about the visuals and seeing that more so than what they're saying because yeah. it's obnoxious to me to some level. Yeah, no, for me... Twitter has been the news. Twitter has shown, and it's crazy. Somebody brought up, if we did not have Twitter, if everybody could not upload their own thing, if, quite frankly, if everybody couldn't be their own journalist, you would not see, because that's what I was saying. I turned on the news, the CNNs, the Fox News of the world. It's like, there's a narrative behind this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twitter, Bo- both of them, filter. too, you know? Like, it's just yeah. both extremes. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's... It's tough. You got to find your own kind mm-hmm. of um, narrative when you listen to those type of channels. Yeah. But yeah, l- listen, we both understand how important this is and 
how we need change. And I think this is the way to do it. And I think everybody's voices are being heard. I mean, you are consistently, consistently seeing people out there fighting for the right. So let's just pray that this is going to end one day racism. We need that to be out. Out. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Want to talk some basketball? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I love basketball, dude. I love it. And we are getting some news. The NBA Board of Governors accepted the proposal, which we all knew was going to happen. And that's the thing that's interesting. We all knew it was going to happen. What if we didn't know? Like right now with baseball, we don't know what's going to happen. So when it does, we're either going to be freaking out all happy or we're going to be pissed off about it. With this, it was all right, all right, cool. We knew it was going to happen. But imagine if we were on the edge of our seats waiting to record a processed episode, not knowing what the next step would be, right? I mean, it would just add a little juice. It would. would. What cracks me up is how it said uh, the Board of Governors. I was like, that makes this shit sound so much more official. I have never ever heard someone say the nba board of governors ever in my life have i heard that term so when this news hit and they said it i was like oh this is official i like this like they're 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 edging this out i like this what if if what if the nba board of governors were just a bunch of like uh trash people with like pizza stains on their shirt and gym (laughs) shorts just hanging out at a table but the way you think of it it's probably all tuxedos shirt and ties with briefcases right there's probably people on zoom calls just like eating wings off to the side yeah (laughs) i I was about to say like somebody enjoying a wild wild i fully expected a like agent smith type of look like guy walks in the room throws off his glasses (laughs) yeah he's got the black shades on (laughs) i'm about to say no no, no, they're at home like the rest of us. But like you said, man, it's dope to see the NBA has officially chosen a couple of dates to really get things moving. And I, I really am interested to see how this shit plays out. Because as you mentioned before, like there are several things that kind of already look, I'm not going to say wonky, but look a little strange. Like, oh, how y'all going to do this? Yeah, there's a couple things in here that are interesting to say the least. But we'll start with uh, the standard stuff. So 22 teams... And you got your your one through eight seeds. And then they brought back squads that were close to the eighth seed. So that was the New Orleans Pelicans, the Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix, and Washington. So only one Eastern Conference team. Now, their plan is to have a play-in tournament for the eighth seed. But I actually like the way that they did this. So this is how it's written out. The play-in tournament will include the number eight and number nine seeds in conference if the ninth seed is within four games. And if that's the case, the ninth seed needs to win two games and the eighth seed only has to win one. So if it's, so let's just say Washington ends up getting four games within four games of the Orlando Magic in the eighth seed. Mm -hmm. They would have to play each other and the Wizards would have to beat the Orlando Magic two times. Mm-hmm. The Magic would only have to win one game. So yeah. you are still giving an advantage to that eighth seed. It's still somewhat a slap in the face because guess what? They deserved it. But it's better than saying, hey, listen, you guys just play one game and see what happens. You're at least giving an edge to the eighth seed. Is that, as it should be. I mean, you didn't just end up that eighth seed. Nobody just floated there. They're going off of how people have been performing. So... It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I love this kind of sudden death feel. Like, it's so much riding on it for that ninth seed. But that's going to make 
for some amazing, amazing, I'm not going to say game seven level because it ain't going to be the skill level, but like game seven intensity basketball. The one thing I'll say about it, though, is some people are fed up with it. Why are you doing this? It's so gimmicky. It's it's a fight for who's going to get smacked in the first round. So who cares, <laughs> right? I mean, it's not as if... But there's some people out there that believe if Portland can put it together, maybe they can beat the Lakers due to some size with their big men or whatever. I, I mean, I don't know. And people are saying they're only doing this because of Zion. I don't think they're doing it just because of Zion because Dame Lillard was the guy that came out and said, I want a damn chance to fight for the postseason. This would have happened with or without the possibility of Zion. But we are talking a possible Zion-LeBron matchup in the first round of playoffs. That would be cool. But like you said, it's kind of a it's, it's a sprint to the guillotine. Whoever that AC is, they go up against that one. It's not going to be a long series, especially if they spent all that energy on the time before. But that is going to be dope, and I like that they did that. I will say this, I could see Zion being a big part of it because at the end of the day, we know the NBA is going to, we saw it through the last the last dance documentary. Like, the NBA has a guy and they're going to put that guy on a pedestal and there's nothing wrong with that. Somebody has to be the face of it. And Zion looks like the one that kind of shaping up to be one of those guys, but I don't think that they're going to get to the Lakers and like really, I, I would love to see, I would love to see that young core because with Zion, you got Josh, you got Brandon Ingram, you know what I mean? You got Lonzo Ball. Like, you got all these guys that was just on his team. I would love to see that young core go up against them and start to turn into the Pelicans of whatever they're going to be in the future. But I, I just can't wait. I, I think I'd rather see New Orleans get there when I think about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely would like them to get there. The, the, the thing that's interesting is John Morant and the Grizzlies are the team that's in the eighth seed now. And people are yeah. going, ah. You know, they don't really pop. John Morant is unbelievable. I mean, I would I would argue that, man, he's got a... I mean, it's not an argument to say he's got a special future, but, you know, if you told me Zion or John Morant, there's a little bit of me inside that thinks John Morant's game can totally be a huge addition to the NBA and be like a legitimate stud superstar one day. No, facts. I like Zion. I like Zion because I think Zion has already figured out a lot. He seems very solid. He doesn't do like he doesn't seem to play outside of what he can't do. You know, he's he's a very smart player. I, I don't think he gets his as athletic as he is. I don't think he really gets his credit for his ball IQ. But when you talk about that flash, that pop, that thing that they have, and I get it. Maybe the Grizzlies as a whole don't have it, but John Morant has that shit in abundance. Like watching him to me is kind of like. When you used to watch like highlights like Penny Hardaway, you'd be like, yo, this shit is almost like you almost haven't seen it before. Like it's certain things he does, and it's like him and um what's the kid from uh from OKC? Uh, oh Shay. S- S- yeah, Shay. SGA. Yeah, Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Man. them two seem to have a game of like it's almost like revolutionary. Like I don't it's certain moves they do, it's like, oh shit. So I, I'm with you on that one. The whole oh John, I think John Ranch should be rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, I think so. And he will because of the games played, I think. You think so? Yeah, because he just had way too many more games played over Zion. It would be a slap in the face to give it to Zion, who barely played over John Morant. But going back to it, it's as basketball fans, and and this is what's crazy, you know, as basketball fans, we can all agree that watching John Morant in the playoffs would be so much fun. But from a national standpoint, that doesn't move the needle like Zion would, but John Morant right now, was, uh, at least when the season stopped, was playing 
lights out. I mean, how would you not want to watch him play in the playoffs? Yeah, man, he looked like a like a, a Kyrie Rush hybrid. Like he has the handle, he got the game, but those dunk. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of the whole highlight of a missed dunk. Like to me, that shit is so that is celebrating some mediocrity. Like, listen, it was a missed dunk. I get it, the whole what would have happened shit, but it's like. It was a fucking missed dunk. Let's call it what it is. It was a missed How dunk. many missed dunks you have in your career, T-Ray? Not a lot. Not, not a lot, lot, huh? Not a Two lot. Two hands strong? I was saying, if I did, this shit wasn't showing up on a highlight. But the ones he has made, the ones he has thrown down when he just sliced through the lane and takes off from what looks like a step over the free throw line, would love to see that shit against the Lakers. I would love to see that shit against so many teams. Like, I love that. I, I think he's a... I think, like you said, he's a star in the making, like a superstar. I know, and it's going to be super fun to watch. But, yeah, his name doesn't pop as much. But maybe one day it will. But, yeah, I, I like the play-in thing. If if they get in within four games and there's a double elimination for the team, that's the eighth seed. And I think that that's strong. When you look at what they are planning to do when it comes to the courts. So, there will be five to six games per day, which is awesome. I mean, it's nonstop basketball. That's very awesome, right? AU. There will be four hours between each game on each court to accommodate for overtimes and whatnot. This is great. So th- they have three courts. Right now, I don't personally know how those three courts are structured. There's two ways that this can possibly go. These courts are in different buildings, which would make the most sense. Or we're looking at like an AAU high school thing where there's three games going on at the same time. And court one's blowing the whistle for a travel. Court two's blowing the whistle for a charge. But then here comes court three, right? Someone's dribbling up the court. They hear the whistle. They're like, oh, hey, stop. Oh, 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 that wasn't us. And then they start dribbling again. And bang, you get called <laughs> for a double dribble. I mean, there's no way that this can all be happening at the same time, right? Yeah, no, I see them, like, peeling off, like, an EYBL sticker and just throwing the NBA up there. Like, no, you can't have those guys. At this level, you cannot have guys playing that close uh, close together. It better be different courts. It better be different ways to do it. Because, like you said, that shit would be infuriating to hear a whistle. They're not used to it at all. Like, to hear a whistle go off, to them, it's like, no, that is cause for stop. To hear a whistle blow up, like you said, like, stop and double dribble, or they think it's something else, like, no, that shit. Not would, only that, would, that the, TV, all is not worth it. the TV broadcast too would be a little hectic. Yeah, yeah, no, they have they have to have the different uh different arenas. I, I would expect that's the case, but I was thinking how funny it would be to have four games going on in all these courts, and it looks like it's a high school game, but it's the NBA. I mean, it's the NBA going on. It's gonna be a weird watch. Like I understand we are excited to hear dates and to think about basketball returning, but I don't think we understand how much different it's going to be in an NBA playoff vibe until we see it. Now, look, the alternative is no basketball. So I'm not saying that I'm not gonna watch or you know I won't be invested. Of course I will. But I don't think we understand the power of the fans until we see an Eastern Conference Finals game with literally nobody in the stadium. Yeah, I think that's going to be the weirdest part. But like we said before, man, what is normal at this point? Like, what is normal? You know what I mean? Like, I'm for it. Like, just just do it. You know, just go out there, just just do it and see what happens. And I obviously hope this doesn't turn into a pilot for something in the future. I'm really hoping the time we get to the season next year, or maybe even the fall, you have fans again. But just do this shit and, and, and see what happens. I do think they really have to implement that uh that crowd noise thing, though. 
Like, uh, well, that's that's that is interesting. So, I, I'll I'll hop to this the home court advantage stuff because mm-hmm. the league is trying to find a way to give an advantage to the people that have higher seeds, which makes a lot of sense because I think stats show when you have home court advantage in the playoffs, when you are a higher seed, you have a better chance to succeed. So. I like the fact that they're trying to do it, but a couple of these are a little wonky, and it changes the game. I mean, now it's about the integrity of the game. So a couple, I'll run through the options, and then we can discuss them. So higher seeds get the ball at the beginning of the second, third, and fourth quarters. Higher seed being allowed to choose one player who would be allowed seven personal fouls instead of six. Higher seeds being granted an extra coach's challenge. Higher seeds getting... Their choice of hotel, which I think is pretty funny. And then the last one, higher seeds being allowed to transport their hardwood courts to Disney. So if you're the Celtics playing the Sixers in round one, you will have to play on the court that looks like the TD Garden. Yeah. So I actually, I can live with two of those. I can live with choosing the hotel, and it's not like one hotel is going to have bugs in their food and the other one isn't, right? But I think that's a cool element to it. You can make something with it with the broadcast. That doesn't change the game. The court itself, I can deal with that. That makes sense. It's it's not a lot, but it gives you enough of being on your home floor. I can deal with that. The others, I think that is a spit in the face of the game of basketball. You think so? I do. I think you are now, you are, and I know that having fans in the stands and being at your home court changes the game, but you are changing the rules of the game of basketball. If Joel Embiid picks up his third foul early, you have to make a decision. Now, ah, who cares? He's got seven. I mean, I don't know. I don't like that. You're, you're, you're literally changing. All right, you get the ball, second, third, and fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, you just get it. Oh, you, you just get the ball. You just get the ball. I don't know. I think it's a little silly to me. I feel like I said, I feel like, and I said this on, on you and Gil show whatever day. I feel like these are all things that they were kind of experimenting with before. And it's just like, you know what I mean? How do we, how do we spice it up? And if it's not like you said, you use the word gimmicky. This is a bit of a gimmick. You know, like they're going down. Did you see the first thing I saw for the NBA is back? is the intro for the old Disney movies where they show Disneyland. And then they had a basketball that said Spalding on it, fly over Disneyland. And instead of Disney, it said the NBA is back. And I was like, this shit's very gimmicky. Like this, like there's, there's nothing short of gimmicky. And I think either it's an experiment for rules that they've wanted to implement for a while and you need something kind of weird and wild enough going to, you know, make it happen. Or it's like, all right, you know what? Let's just, let's go all out. Like, let's do the damn thing. So you would would you be okay with any of these? The coaches challenge, the the second, third, and fourth quarters getting the ball. I mean, you seem to lean towards it more than I do. I don't like the foul. The foul thing. The foul one is the me. worst one, I'd say. The, yeah, the foul one kind of bothers me because it's only one player. Like that's just weird. If they were bumping up everybody's fouls, hell yeah. Especially as touchy as the game is getting nowadays. That would be different. You know what I mean? Like, all right, everybody what, gets just seven. one one team would have all seven and the other team would have six? Dude, no, 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 I'm saying, like, if everybody had, you know, a, a higher maximum foul. But the challenges I like in the, in the ball at the beginning of the quarter, like, that does kind of change things. And at the end of the day, you have to supplement the idea of, all right, usually you would be in your home floor and when that fourth quarter started and you got the ball or they got the ball, the noise is going to be crazy. So they got to kind of, it's just a half-assed way, but it's as good as they could do. They got to supplement it. 
I do like the fact that they're putting a lot of stock into it. The fact that they know how important it is. I really do like that. And I put a lot of respect into uh, Adam Silver. And I think that he wouldn't come up with these scenarios if there wasn't logic behind it or supporting it. I, I think that he's he's not the MLB. He's not just going to throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. He thinks yeah. about it. He processes it. He comes up with the game plan. He's not just going to be silly with ideas, even though I think some of these are a little silly. Like, I think he put a lot of thought and information behind this before coming up with it. So, And to keep in mind, uh, this isn't like confirmed stuff that's actually going on. This is just ideas for yeah. their home court advantage. And and I think the union is going to have some words about some concepts, not only um, w- with other things, but especially this one that I want to move to. They are trying to have next year's training camp, November 10th, mm-hmm. and December 1st, the season start. So the mm-hmm. last possible date for a Game 7 of the NBA Finals would be October 12th. So that means October 12th, boom, snap your fingers, training camp November 10th. That is a quick turnaround. I do think the the union will step in and maybe find a way to push it back a little bit. But the fact that they're thinking of the December start date, and we've been through this before, I love it. And that, that excites me a lot because that means we are going to change the sports schedule and we will have NBA playoffs in the heat of the summer when there's nothing else going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that it's a time for that. Like you brought it up a million times before with the NFL kind of, you know, not slowing down, but if anything, hitting their stride around December. So if we see the NBA kind of pick up right after the Super Bowl, that'd be great. I would love to see them start uh, during Christmas, though. Could you imagine the, that? Christmas the games, Day. Yeah. The first game's Christmas Day. Like that would be, that's a treat. You know, for NBA fans, that's a treat. But I got to be honest, I don't think they're going to fight against that data hold a whole lot. Because if you do play this October 12th, that's the team in the finals. What about everybody else who's still itching to play? And they've had, what has it been, three months off at this point. At that point, it's going to be four months off. So it's like, if they do push back on it, the argument for whoever's pulling for that date is like, listen, we got money to make at the end of the day because this is a damn business. Let's call it what it is. And secondly, y'all, y'all rest is kind of backlog. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you were out there for you know a while in July and August, but... It's kind of backlog. But I, I really hope this is a new day where the NBA starts in December and, like you said, plays throughout the summer because that is – that's amazing. Yeah, and I do think it's going to happen. You know, they, they're pushing for December 1st. I saw a couple reports saying that a few people of the union was a little shocked when they saw the date. So even if they do push it back to Christmas, let's say, the fact is they're going to have a season that starts at a different time, and that's that's the exciting part. Now, you mentioned Christmas Day being a start date. I think that would be awesome. We all know Christmas Day for the NBA is a huge event. Do you remember last year, Christmas Day, Clippers-Lakers, and it was the end of the game, and LeBron had the ball in his hands, and Pat Beverly knocked it out of his hand. Do you remember this player or not? Yeah, what about it? Okay. I had a huge debate with one of my buddies about this. And because we have slow-mo, and I get it because the technicality of the rule, it went off LeBron. But when you looked at the play, LeBron was in motion of shooting the jump shot. And when he was in motion with the ball in his hands, Pat Beverly smacked it out of his hands. But the nature of, like, physics, the law of physics, 
will show you that when you smack a ball out of LeBron's hands in that scenario, it's going to literally scrape his hands out of bounds. I mean, that's the only way that it can happen. I think that this should still be Lakers ball in that scenario. That's where I'm going. And this is a huge debate that I got into. I mean, it's just physics. If you're playing hoops on the street and I smack it out of your hands and it goes out of bounds, guess what? Whose ball is it going to be? It's going to be the person's ball that was shooting the jump shot. The only reason why it got overturned is because we have 7 million cameras in super slow-mo in 4K seeing that it nicked the tip of his fingertips when it went out of bounds. And I love that. Why the hell would you fight against that? Fuck this is that. coming from buddy. a defender. This is coming from a defender. I don't like it. <laughs> Me too. I'm with your buddy, though. I'm sorry. And I, I'm, a, I'm a LeBron fan over a Patrick Beverly fan any damn day. I'm going to just call it what it is. I love Pat Beverly. Like he, he, He's wild. He's a dog. But I'm a LeBron fan. But no. I'm happy we got those cameras. I, I can't know. I'm with your buddy on it's this one. It's too at technical. The the day, whoever it touches last, that's it. Like, that's the rule. That's the, I'd be livid if it wasn't. Because like you said, as a defender, I know if I got that, but he touched that last, I did my job. Now, you know what I would do? You know what I would do? All right, dude, go, go ahead. Get the ball. I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Yeah, go ahead. Have it. Have it. <laughs> nah, bro, I'm trying to go down to the other end. I'm the, the best. To Mr. Like, Dunk? You know, you yeah, know when you fall, <laughs> you know when you fall out of bounds and you throw this shit off of somebody else. Like, listen, this is a double whammy. I got away with both of them. You know what I mean? I got away with it. Like, thank you. So yeah, no, hell no. I'm with your buddy. I'm sorry, man. I'm with you on nine out of ten things. This is the tenth. Your buddy had it right. It went off LeBron. I hate you. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Unbelievable. No. That's, uh, no, I don't want to do it. What we should do is one of these podcasts will do a visual only, and we will, me and you, will go frame by frame for forty-five minutes and discuss why or why it should not be out of bounds on LeBron James. I think about, it. think about how fired up I just got from a play that happened last Christmas. I mean, oh, I can't stand it. I mean, I, I am, I am fully on the side of. That's LeBron's ball. But anyway, we move Man, on. Because you took me back to the damn film room. But Uh-oh. speaking of that, I really hope we get to see that that Clippers uh Clippers Lakers matchup. In the like Western Conference Finals, you're saying? Yes, man. That shit to me. I'm sorry. Like there is something about first of all, got my money on the Clippers. Just call it what it is. I'm gonna just call it what it you is. You got money on the clips. I got my money on the Clippers. Ooh. I see the Clippers. And I'm not saying convincingly, I'm not saying all out. But I feel like Kawhi is just – I'm not saying he has LeBron figured out to a point because at the end of the day, you can't figure out a guy who does everything well. You know what I mean? He does everything well on the court. And if he doesn't do it well, he does something so good that you really can't even acknowledge it. So, like, you can't knock him that much, but I feel like Kawhi has enough of his ticket to, like, really cause some damage. I would love to see PG in the Western Conference Finals. Would love to see that. And just Patrick – But I feel like that is the most friction-filled – Western Conference Finals you're going to have in a while. That would be crazy. It would only be crazier if it was in in the Staples Center, you know? Cause, yeah. And yeah. the thing is, if it was a home game for the Clippers, I think it would be packed with Lakers fans. It would almost be a home court advantage all the time for the Lakers, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, that's way more Lakers fans than LA than Clippers. But it's just that, oh, God, man. It's I just know. like those teams, like who stops AD? Who who's dealing with Paul George? It's just I feel like that is going to be a 
that's going to be a good. Well, this just sparked up. something in my brain because October twelfth, that is the last final day if the NBA Finals go seven. So you're mm-hmm. telling me Game Seven would be on October twelfth. What yeah. else is on October twelfth? Is a Monday Night Football game against the Saints and Chargers. Now, if it was Game Seven NBA Finals, uh, Bucks Lakers, I think it would blow. Monday Night Football out of the water. But what if, because of this crazy scenario, a couple teams that we don't expect to be hot comes out really hot. And what if you get a Denver Nuggets-Indiana Pacers final that goes seven? And let's be real, that does not spark a lot of eyebrows. Do you think that Monday Night Football game would have a chance to beat a Game 7 versus the Denver Nuggets and the Indiana Pacers? Well, after what Drew Brees just said, I don't see that game getting a lot of eyeballs at all. Just call it. Or people are watching to see Drew Brees get drilled after the whistle. To see his get rocked. The hell was Uh, he thinking? No, no, no. Yeah, I was about to say, that was just like, God damn, just please sit this one out if you ain't going to say If you ain't going to say something to help, just sit it out. But the final you just described, I'm sorry, is horrendous. I, I, I do not see the NBA Letting it get to that point, and you know what I mean. Like, well, how would you? You, you think some? We'll have some refs going in there, and maybe uh, pulling some bad strings. Bad business, baby. Like <laughs> that would be so hard to watch for the like. This is the game for it all. Are you shitting me? Yeah, no. yeah. No. Jokic and Jamal Murray. Oh, yeah, verse God. verse. Uh, who do we got? Miles Turner and Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Look, not a, not like the worst matchup ever, but for, for your finals. NBA Finals, oh, for the no finals. thank you, no thank no. you. No, there's yeah, another okay. problem too. Like this is the crazy part about things that I feel people are not realizing. The NBA draft is going to be uh, October fifteenth. Well, that's a Thursday. Oh, what's that? Thursday night football. Oh, what's that? Patrick Mahomes is on TV. Who is going to be watching the NBA draft over that? Now, listen, we can all sit here and go, I have a tablet and I have my TV. I'll find a way to stream one of them. We all know that people can watch two at once at this point. But, you know, if, if you are trapped with the remote is all the way on the other side of the room, you're tied to your chair, your feet in your hands, and you can't change the channel, and you can't speak to your TV. Hey, TV, put on this channel. You're stuck with one. I don't think the NBA draft has a chance. I don't either. I don't either, but I think this is kind of an experiment of what's to come. At the end of the day, if they do move the NBA season to December, it's going to be some games where you have to deal with, all right, it's us, and it's their Monday night game. You yeah, know, well, that it's, happened it's, in the beginning of – uh, in the beginning of the season, normally when they start in October, you're going to go mm-hmm. up against NFL football, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they're kind of just changing what is going up against NFL football. And if you think of it that way, would we rather have games or the draft? Well, I, I think the draft is probably what they'd rather go up against. But the way the league, the NBA, made their s- season all year round is what mm-hmm. makes them so special. Like, we, we have summer league to play. The thing now with the NBA, you're going to have to change the, the whole way it works because the beauty of how it was, you went from October to June regular season. And that's including the finals. Then you had a little bit of a lot. You had, had, yeah, you had the NBA lottery. You had the NBA draft. You had the summer league. And that pretty much took you to preseason. There'd be a lull here and there, very minor. But you would have basketball to talk about all the time. And now, you know, this whole summer league thing, now it's fall league. And And now the thing about the summer league, people would watch because nothing else was on but baseball. 
Are people yeah. now going to watch Fall League of these NBA rookies during a time where there's NFL football on? I really don't see that being the case. Yeah, yeah, no, and that was a whole like like that 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 Vegas Utah summer league thing was that's a money maker. Yeah, oh yeah, dude, weird. I would watch all. I would watch the wa literally study Matisse Thibel, watch yeah. Shake Milton. I mean, I yeah. had a purpose to watch those games. Yeah, I mean, maybe they change it to weekend games, so you're kind of going up against a college uh, football. Though. A, I about to say you're going up against college football, maybe a Friday game because yeah. how many high school games are, are televised nationally? But I feel like they're going to make sure the summer league is still a thing because it's the first time that you really see these rookies, and it's going to be. I don't know. Maybe they change it to where it's in August and September, so you're kind of dealing with early NFL season. But shit, that might be that might be just as bad as the end because that's when everybody's like. Well, I think you have a chance in August, but but here's the thing: you got to have the draft first. Yeah, and if yeah. the draft's going to be in October, I, listen, this is. The I don't think the draft's going to be in October every year. No, it might not be every year. You're yeah, right; that yeah. might just be a this year thing. Yeah. The whole the whole problem though is, and, and people don't realize it. There's there's so many events that are scheduled for certain broadcasts. CBS, right? I mean, they're going to have college football. They're going to have NFL football. You got. Uh, I know the NBA isn't normally on um, the CBS channel itself, but, you know, th there's just so much playoff hockey, playoff basketball, regular season baseball if they ever come back, golf, tennis, and, and you're talking about this is on primetime, big-time networks that use a broadcast team, and then that broadcast team can't do a, an event that they normally do, so now you have their second or third-tier broadcast on a game that normally gets their first team. First, I mean, yeah. this is going to get wild in terms of TV revenue. Sponsors. What if sponsors normally do the MLB and the NBA, but now they have to choose one because they got their finances cut back due to COVID, and now that one yeah. league they don't choose – now they lose a sponsor. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. A it's a lot. So that's a, that's a lot of money changing hands. I didn't even realize, like, you just brought up how competitive this shit is about to get for these dollars. But with so much going on, with so much of an influx of it, with pretty much any, I think they're going to divvy it up to where the days are going to kind of change. Now, football is football. At the end of the day. Yeah, you ain't changing that. Is. Yeah, at the end of the day, Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays for high school, Saturdays for college. Like, that's going to be what it is. But. Those Sunday games in the NBA, they, they have a different weight on those Wednesdays, those Wednesdays games like that has a different weight about it. So I, I really think they're going to make sure that it's divvy up enough. But at the same time, it's competition. You're talking about the competitive leagues of the, you know, of the world, of the of the country. So it's like that competition is going to be fierce. But. I'm not. Hey, listen. I'm not complaining about no, the no, no. a couple dollars. Yeah. <laughs> They'll figure <laughs> it out. No doubt. Yeah. It's just going to be really hectic. And you mentioned. Uh, the format of games and, and what they're scheduled on. The one thing I do like, and this is because of no travel, when the NBA Finals is on, every other day there will be a game. So you know how yeah. you're waiting for them to fly to Golden State. Yeah. There's two days. The game yeah. starts at 9 on the TV. But that, but that means kinda, by the time it tips off, it's 9.50. Yeah, but that kind of adds to the media effect too, the the story of yeah, it. Well, I, I think that's why they're covering it the Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like it, it adds to like, like I said, like they've already announced this, the board of governors, that's a story. Now, until it starts, we're going to have a bunch of stories. I think it kind of takes away from the storytelling aspect. But yes, it does expedite the playing process. But let me ask you this. Do you really think that this is going to be like the start of them shortening things up? Because I don't see 80 something games next season. I would love to see if they shortened it up to where those traveling days and those stories in between, if only 60-something games happen, that makes it better. Somebody told me all of this, like, 
what we might finally see is all right, let's kind of scale back on the 82 games. Let's kind of let's kind of bring I'll it back. I'll tell to you 60. why I don't think they're scaled back. Why not? Because if they're going to go 60 games, that means that is now 22 games that they are losing out on TV revenue, on sponsorships. But here's the thing. If there's less games, the price for those sponsors go up because there's less opportunity. It's like football. It's like football. Football has 16 times, 16 times to get it right. And at the end of the day, football brings in what it brings in because the stakes are that high. I would love to see the NBA season get kind of scaled back. Maybe you go, maybe you just knock off, let's you call it a 65. Call it a 65. You know what I mean? Let's take away, let's take away a couple of the games. Let's take away 17 regular season games. But with that 65, now you don't, you're not having the bullshit up until the 30th game. You know what I mean? Where teams are kind of just figuring it out to the 30th game. Like, no, after the ninth or tenth game, it's like, yo, we're playing for keeps at this point. I don't think it's out of the question, but I do mm-hmm. think that. The only way it would ever be on the table for real is if they find a way to keep the same amount of money. And I just think that that might be tough to do because when it comes to like broadcasting, uh, man, those those 20 plus games that you're missing out on your regional network, it would mm-hmm. be it would be tough to figure out how to make that much money back up. But that that's the only thing holding it back would be money. I mean, hell, you might see it go the other direction. They might put a 110-game season in to make Jeez, sure they make nice. up for all the money they lost. <laughs> but it's like, but the ticket, I just feel like the ticket goes up. Like, we just talked no, about the right, competitiveness. Right. I thought about it when you said the competitiveness of the, the airtime, and it's like, well, the ticket of that goes up. You know what I mean? If, if a team stinks in the city and it's only $20 a ticket, Listen, we got 60 games. We got to make that up. Now it's $40 a ticket. You know what I mean? Now it's $50 a ticket for that team that still sucks the same, but because you can't see them as much, you're going to go, you know, you're going to pay that amount. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. I just think deep down, because it's all about the Benjamins, uh, they, they might stay this with the format of 82 just because of the money, especially with yeah. everything that's going on now. Yeah. So, so, hey, with that being said, Look, great news. I mean, this is great news. It's starting to roll in the right in the right direction here. And I, I think that there's a we're recording this on Friday. So I think that there is another conversation, another phone call with um, is it the players union? There's another call on Friday that's going to happen to help this process move forward even more. So, look, I'm stoked. I, I pretty much like everything except for the extra foul and a couple other things here and there. But ultimately, you got a plan in place. You see dates. It's only June 5th, so we have a long time to go until June thir- or July 31st. But we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, man. I, at the end of the day, we got something to talk about now. You know what I mean? It's going to be it's when the teams start to get down there. That's going to be a story. You and that know, looks to be around July 9th-ish, July exactly. 10th-ish. So about exactly. a month. Exactly. So we got we, we, we got some time to, to really get things moving, but it's back. You know, as long as they chose a date and things start, you know, being covered, we, we're in a good spot. It's back. I love that. When, when, I, when everything was dropping, the NBA is back was what was trending. And I sent you that video. Dude, <laughs> how funny is that video? I, no, just the dude getting hype. You know, everyone dances outside their car. I'll just explain it a little bit. But you got to see it to really understand. The dude is just jamming out in the car. He gets out the car and he's jamming out on the street. And the title is just the – yeah, he pulls like his shirt. <laughs> puts his hand on his knees. Oh, it's great, dude. It's great. I'm going to watch it right now, I think. (laughs) 
Alright, so thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Process, and we will see you next time.